0: do you even have a matchup week 17 yeah i do you
1: i do okay cool i play um i i play for a number i don't although it did, didn't give me a number so actually i don't know hold oh, on Oh, ninth,
0: the ninth place game
1: there you go all
0: right good luck in your ninth place game yeah.
1: <laughs> thank you i'll take it it's all i have left Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of No One Cares About.
0: Your playoff loss, or losses.
1: We're just a bunch of losers.
0: We are losers. It's so true.
1: I mean, I didn't stand much hope, but I tried.
0: I mean, you wanted to be in the loser bracket, you got in the loser bracket, and then you were hoping to win the loser bracket, and you lost the loser bracket.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just confused about how our next season picks work.
0: Your, your season's taking quite a turn.
1: I know. I thought yeah. I was going to get a better pick, and now I feel like I'm not. I don't know. We'll see what happens next season.
0: Well, my weekend was a little worse than yours, but we'll talk about it.
1: Yeah. We're just a bunch of sore losers.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: Well, we're not the only losers this week, so there's that.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there's thousands of losers out there.
1: I suppose. But also in terms of teams. Anywho, let's just get to what happened last week.
0: So much to talk about. Uh, before we do, I am Commissioner Johnny, and I'm joined as always by...
1: Your favorite co-host, Crispy.
0: Uh, so we're going to go ahead and recap Week 16, which was the Fantasy Semifinals, talk some NFL as well, and then hopefully get us ready for Week 17, a.k.a. the Fantasy Championships.
1: That neither of us are in.
0: Sad. Sad times. The season's flown by, though.
1: It really has. I mean, this is what is it. Next week is the last regular season of the NFL. Yeah. Before we get into playoffs, so yeah, what the heck? It was just September, not too long ago.
0: It's just the preseason.
1: And now it's going to be a whole new year. It sure is. But before we get ahead of ourselves, let's take a look at some of the injuries that happened last week. And for once, I'm going to start with some good news. And not focus on the bad.
0: Well, you have some good news. I feel like that's a Christmas miracle.
1: Yeah, starting off with the good, even if it's just a couple of things. We have CJ Stroud, who has been out with a concussion, has finally cleared concussion protocol, and should be starting this week. He's been out since week 14, so this is big news for the Texans, who are currently the eighth seed, and still in a three-way tie with the Colts and the Jaguars for the AFC South, so... Big news for them. I know we've talked about the Texans having a bit rough rest of season, really. So we'll see if CJ Stroud can come back to his previous glory and help the Texans out the rest of these next two weeks.
0: Well, I really needed CJ Stroud to be back last week, but I guess I'll take him now. Better late than never, I guess. I still have a third place match to potentially hopefully win.
1: Okay. Well, for his own sake, and I guess your third place match, let's hope that he's back. And another sort of maybe good news, and I'm not really sure if this is good or bad, but Kenny Pickett, who did have that ankle surgery, there are reports that say that he's actually ready to go and can play this week. However, Mike Tomlin has been providing some conflicting messages That sound like Pickett won't be ready, which I guess they've already named Mason Rudolph as the starting quarterback for this week. But Pickett himself is saying that he's ready to go and is really kind of deferring it to like the trainers and the coaches. So I'm not sure if there's some sort of drama happening in Pittsburgh right now with the quarterbacks, but it seems more likely that Mason Rudolph is going to start. But at least Kenny Pickett can go if needed.
0: Well, clearly, because Mason Rudolph should be crowned NFL MVP after that amazing performance last week.
1: Yeah, which is, I mean, it's good for him. But obviously, like we talked about it when Kenny Pickett first went down, that they weren't going to put him on IR. They were going to keep him open to come back, assuming that the Steelers were going to still have some sort of playoff run. And all that seems now unnecessary. And I feel like now just kind of creating a little bit of drama Over in Pittsburgh because they probably weren't expecting Mason Rudolph to have a great showing. But there you go. And now I guess Pickett is going to be have to fight for his job next season.
0: Plenty of quarterback drama to go around the NFL nowadays.
1: Yeah. But interesting times in Pittsburgh with the Steelers. So that's the end of the good news. (laughs) or Sort of good news. Interesting news. At least it's nobody's uh, career ending. Um, But on to the bad, and of course, there is always bad. Just to quickly touch on just what happened tonight, it's uh, Thursday night, so Thursday night football has happened. Uh, Congratulations, Browns, on that win.
0: I picked, I get a point for that.
1: No, we haven't picked yet.
0: Yeah, but I was going to.
1: That doesn't count.
0: (laughs) But I was going to. Well, then
1: we both get... Then we both get a free point on that one when we get there. But anyways, speaking of of tonight and injuries, just wanted to highlight Elijah Moore, who um, did hit his head really hard, went like face down into the field um, during a play and did not look great while he was down on the ground. But he did get up and seemed to be able to move on his own, which is always a great sign. Um, But obviously, he was evaluated for a concussion. It probably goes without saying for anyone who has seen the hit that he is definitely going to be in concussion protocol. Um, Likely will not play next week. We'll see if he plays into the postseason. But wishing him the best and hope that everything turns out okay with whatever uh, they do find. Um, But yeah, so that was a pretty scary hit during Thursday Night Football. But moving on to... Uh, Injuries from last week, Trevor Lawrence, who's still dealing with that sprained right shoulder. He did play last week, but then he was removed during the second half. So that's not so good. Um, And then sources say he's that it's unlikely he's going to play through the injury. And he did not practice today. Again, it's Thursday. But he said that he'll try to play through it. And which I get because it's actually a really big week for the Jags, as noted previously. Since they're in that three-way tie, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, that's like it seems like an injury that would definitely hinder his ability to play. So I'm not sure if that's the best for him. But I get it; it's a big deal.
0: Yeah, it's crazy because last week uh, we both kind of counted him out, like he wasn't going to play, and then he did play. So I mean, at least half of the game. Um, so yeah, he's definitely a gamer. Uh, to your point, yeah, they're leading. They have the tiebreaker right now, so they're winning the AFC South. So definitely a lot of motivation for him to kind of push through.
1: Yeah, unless he just injures himself further and then can't even play in the playoffs. But like, each yeah. their own, I guess. Another <laughs> yeah. uh, next player on this list is Raheem Mostert, dealing with a left knee, shin, or ankle injury. Not totally clear that um, he did get hurt or a little banged up during um, the game last week. He didn't practice today, but after the game this last week, he did say he was fine. So it's something to monitor if he doesn't end up going this next week. And likely if you have Devon A. Chan or Jeff Wilson, um, they'll most likely benefit the most if Mostert is limited or out.
0: Crazy because last week he hit his season low in terms of snap percentages. He had 29% of the snaps, uh, but still got a touchdown. He is RB2 on the season. So I'm sure there's a ton of teams uh, in the fantasy championships with him. So I'm sure they're counting on him to go. So definitely want to monitor.
1: Yeah. And if not, hopefully you have somebody else to put in just in case. Another running back on this list, which should come to nobody's surprise. Definitely not mine. uh, Ramondre Stevenson, who's been dealing with an ankle injury, but somehow avoided IR for the past few weeks. He hasn't played since December 3rd, and they just barely placed him on IR. I feel like I could have told them that like they were out there's their record is terrible there was no reason to even pretend like he was going to come back and for some people probably just wasted a spot on their bench
0: yeah that's true
1: thank you Bill Belichick parting gift from Bill <laughs> another running back on this list Josh Jacobs dealing with a quad injury he was ruled out last minute before the game against the Chiefs and then t- was listed as a did not a DNP, did not practice for Thursday, but I think it was just a walkthrough. Um, but still, he it, it, was still designated as did not practice. So definitely something to monitor whether or not he's going to play this week. Otherwise, just looking ahead to next season, uh, Zamir White, who's been playing in his stead, seems like maybe a potential late-round pick. If he doesn't go earlier in the draft.
0: Uh yeah, that's true. Uh he's uh, he's had a pretty good season. Uh stepping in for Josh Jacobs here and there. So definitely definitely a good one. And I know Josh Jacobs has wanted you know a big contract from the Raiders and stuff like that. So we'll see, especially with uh whoever gets named as the official coach for next year. Kind of a lot of question marks in Vegas right now.
1: They're just working out that believe energy. Stop it. <laughs> Next on this list is Keenan Allen, who's dealing with a heel injury. He was out last week. I think we talked about that. We weren't sure what was going to happen with him. Um, And then did not practice this week at all. So doesn't seem likely that he'll play. Plus, the Chargers have been eliminated from the playoffs. Herbert is out. Um, And that was with all that. They still almost beat the Bills without Keenan. So I don't really think they should try rushing him back to the field for any reason. And then also they have Joshua Palmer who's in concussion protocol. So I feel like the Chargers should just bench themselves.
0: Yeah, uh, probably is going to happen. Uh, there's a lot of contract talks with Keenan as well. Uh, they're paying him a ton of money. And um, again, they're also going to have a total new regime next year with a new head coach, and new GM and stuff like that. Um, so likely from what I've heard that Keenan Allen is going to be out because uh, they need that money elsewhere. Um so, yeah, we'll see We'll see what happens to, to him.
1: Yeah. In general, the Chargers just seem to be uh, imploding in terms of health.
0: Still almost beat the Bills.
1: But they still did almost beat the Bills. <laughs> so, not that bad, I guess.
0: The backup quarterback and no star receiver.
1: Mm-mm. Speaking of star receivers, uh, we have another one on this list who we talked about last week as well. Jamar Chase still dealing with that shoulder injury. Didn't end up playing. It did sound for a little bit that he could miss more time, but he did return to practice this week. So uh, he must be pretty confident because he's calling out the Chiefs for being so bad. They asked him what stood out about the Chiefs secondary and he said nothing. Wow. And I mean the the Chiefs did lose to the Raiders, so
0: sure did. <laughs> Lost Definitely to him and no Josh Jacobs.
1: Yeah. So uh, I feel like we're all, we all understand where Jamar Chase is coming from. And all the better for those of you who have him if he is ready to go this week.
0: Yeah. That's that's a crazy one in the North right now because, you know, you got Baltimore and Cleveland, top two seeds there. Uh, Pittsburgh is a third team in the North at eight and seven. And then Cincinnati's in last place in the North, also at eight and seven. So um, the Bengals are definitely still in the mix uh so it's to their benefit obviously get chased back uh, but it's it's a tough road for them
1: yeah but i think they, they might stand, stand a shot we'll see the next player on this list is jalen waddle who is dealing with a high ankle sprain um he's expected to not play this week so most likely to benefit obviously tyree kill who it doesn't really matter whether or not waddle's playing for him to do well Otherwise, uh, Cedric Wilson Jr. will likely benefit and compliment Hill in the field.
0: Yeah, we, we've been talking about it. Uh, the Dolphins have a tough schedule for the rest of the season, especially in terms of the receivers. Last week was actually a really good week for receivers. So yeah, Hill was outside uh, just sub 20 points and he was wide receiver 16. So yeah, receivers we did pretty well, um, but they still have a tough one next week uh, going against Baltimore's past defense.
1: Well, like I said, It doesn't really matter to Hill whether or not Waddle's in or out. Um, But if you have Cedric Wilson, keep an eye on the Waddle situation and probably definitely play him. Uh, Another wide receiver on this list is Jaden Reed, who's dealing with a toe injury. He unfortunately did not play last week, and that hurt my team. Uh, But he did practice twice this week, so that's uh, looking positive for him. Christian Watson is still likely going to be out with a hamstring injury. And then Jaden's fellow rookie, Dontavian Wicks uh, was a did, did not practice from a chest injury. So the Packers are definitely missing their wide receivers right now. So if they can get Jaden Reed back, that would be uh, ideal um, because they're also amongst the fighting few that are still fighting for a playoff spot.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been wanting receivers his whole time in Green Bay, and so I guess Jordan Love needs to want the same.
1: <laughs> well... These are all hurt. I feel like that's not quite the same. He had the receivers. They just are now all really banged up. Next on this list is TJ Hawkinson, who unfortunately injured his ACL and MCL to end his season. So sending him well wishes as well to a speedy and a normal type of way recovery And continued success next season because he was definitely pretty great this season.
0: Yeah, what a brutal one. ACL and MCL. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is currently our tight end one on the season. So, again, another one that I'm sure plenty of playoff teams have on their roster. So you got to be making some decisions on that one.
1: Yeah, it's never fun. But it happens. Another tight end, Hunter Henry, dealing with a knee injury. He did not play last week. And has been limited in practice this week. So he could return. But the Patriots did sign LaMichael um to the practice squad and said that they did so because of Henry's injury. So I don't know. I'm not sure if it's as positive as it sounds for him. Weird news coming out of New England for sure. More of Bill Belichick just laying it thick before he's gone.
0: Some Belichick's magic.
1: Ugh, I don't approve. And I have an honorable mention on this list. Uh, Dustin Hopkins has a hamstring injury. Um, Apparently, he got this by tackling um, after some reason he was on the field. Uh, So this is why kickers don't tackle because then they get hurt. So Riley Patterson, who was recently cut from the Lions, is going to be replacing Hopkins in Cleveland.
0: Do kickers need hamstrings?
1: Mm. I'm pretty sure that is pretty important to what they do.
0: What if it's his non-kicking leg?
1: I think it would depend on how severe it is, because you're still doing like movements, I'm sure. Probably wouldn't be as bad, but I wonder if that would like affect his accuracy.
0: I feel like if Aaron Rodgers was a kicker, he could do it with one hamstring.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that.
0: <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> this is funny I, I didn't realize that this injury had happened and uh, I guess I have Dustin Hopkins on one of my teams and so I definitely got a notification maybe like 30 minutes or something before the game tonight and I was like you're starting a kicker you're starting a player that's not expected to play I was like what and then so I like quickly grab a kicker I think I was in Final Dynasty actually uh, so shouts to Sleeper for sending me that notification so I got uh, Dustin Hopkins out of my lineup
1: lucky you yeah <laughs> He got everyone a whopping two points before he left the game. So,
0: oh, is that why? Is that one of the many reasons I didn't win my matchup last week?
1: Probably, yeah. Well, since it is basically the end of fantasy, not much to talk about in terms of players. So, I guess we can start to turn our attention to the rest of the NFL. Let's do it. All right, yeah. So here is an updated to the playoff picture. There has actually been like some interesting changes in development since we talked about it last week. So this should be fun. Looking first to the AFC, there are now three teams that have clinched a spot in the playoffs, which means four spots still remain the first seed is still the Ravens, who are now 12 and three leading the north the Dolphins have now clinched are 11 and four leading the AFC East. They clinched their spot after beating Dallas. And then, still in the mix are the Chiefs, who are nine and six, um, still number one in the West. And then the Jaguars are four seed, who at eight and seven, they lead the AFC South. And then the fifth seed are the Browns, who have clinched their playoff spot. They are second in the North. So we have two teams for the, in the AFC North who have clinched their playoff spots. Um, and apparently, for the Browns, this is third time in the century, which I don't... Is that just overall life? They've only been to the playoffs three times?
0: The, no, it can't be. It has to be like this century. So the past 23 years.
1: Oh, got it. I guess that's not a lot, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's once every seven years. That's pretty rough. <laughs>
1: yeah, But I mean, they made it, so that's cool. And so I did see that this is the first time since 2020, so... It's been a couple of years for them already since the last time that they made it. And I think they're definitely looking super strong. So it's kind of exciting to see them enter uh, the playoff talks and situations. And we'll see how those matchups look in a couple of weeks.
0: Just because you just mentioned the Browns, I'm going to say this. I'm going to do my way too early Super Bowl prediction right now as of December 28th, 2023. Are you
1: ready? It's way too early.
0: You're not ready for (laughs) the The Browns win the AFC. Okay. Rams beat win the NFC. Browns, Rams, Super Bowl. That would be crazy. Who wins? Who wins? I don't know. I'm predicting the matchup right now.
1: That's a very random prediction.
0: Those, those are both two like underdogs that are like hot right now, though. That's true. Browns are went- so good right now with Joe Flacco. Uh, the Rams have pieced it together with their team. Those two teams could make serious runs.
1: All right. Browns, Rams. We sh- we'll see how we'll see how it starts to look. Interesting to follow that.
0: All right. Take us to the who's, who's in the hunt here in the AFC still
1: currently in the sixth seed is um, are the Bills who are now nine and six. They are uh, second in the AFC East. They just replaced the Bengals after their win against the Chargers and the Bengals surprising loss to the Steelers. Um, So now they move up into a playoff spot. However, they haven't clinched it yet. So still in the mix, Um, but currently they sit in the sixth seed. And then in the seventh seed are the Colts, who are eight and seven and are second in the south. And then currently in the hunt and not mathematically out yet are the Texans, who are the eighth seed, are eight and seven, third in the south. Bengals, ninth seed, eight and seven, are fourth in the north. But this stat is confusing to me because then the Steelers are technically 10th, also 8-7, and seven, and are third in the North.
0: Um, I mean, I have to double-check and verify this, but I think they're third because of their division record, Uh, but they are below the Bengals because of their conference record. Got it. Again, I haven't Got actually it. checked it, but that's my initial thought.
1: Yeah, it was really confusing. I wasn't sure if it was a typo, but yeah, so anyways, everyone at home can work that out on their own. And then also in the hunt in the AFC are the Raiders who are seven and eight, are second in the west, and then the Broncos who are seven and eight and are third in the west. So that's how it's shaping up in the AFC. Will the Ravens still get the first seed? Is
0: that a question, that question? That's a question.
1: That's a question to you. Do you think the Ravens are still gonna stay in the first seed? The Browns aren't gonna. Oh. The Browns oh, are always going to be the underdog heading into the playoffs.
0: Oh yeah, they're two games behind the Ravens. Uh, I'd have to double check their schedule, um, but yeah, it'd be tough to overtake the Ravens. I think so. I think yeah, the Browns are going to be They'll be more should be locked in the fifth seed. I think. Got it. Last thing I was going to say the the Bills now in the playoff picture is pretty crazy. I mean, we talked about it. I think it was over a month ago, and they've been out. They were out of the playoff picture, and so yeah, because of how that all ended up, and you know they. They've won a few games, and now the Bengals, like you said, lost to the Steelers. Now they're back kind of solely in the playoffs. And, you know, they're just... They are also two games behind the Dolphins. Uh, and they still have that head-to-head against the Dolphins. So there's still a little bit of room for them actually beating the Dolphins for that number one spot in the East. But, yeah, it would be exciting to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, like we've constantly mentioned or continuously mentioned, the battle in the AFC is... Probably the most interesting matchups heading into the playoffs. I think once we're in the playoffs, all of those games are going to be really exciting. Um, Because I think depending what week it is and how they wake up in the morning, any of these teams could beat the other team. Except for maybe the Chiefs. The Chiefs are probably the most questionable. And the Jaguars because they're banged up. But everyone else is pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'll argue the Colts as well.
1: Yeah. The seventh seed doesn't belong anyways as we've talked about
0: <laughs> I think that was the title of one of our episodes last year it was all right let's take a look at the NFC all
1: right in the NFC there are now four teams that have clinched and there's three spots that remained so still in the first seed there are the 49ers who are 11 and three they did lose to the Ravens which was crazy uh but they are still the uh number one in the west. Now in the second seed are the Eagles, who are 10-4. Uh, they did replace the Cowboys due to Dallas losing to Miami. Um, and they're barely win over the Giants. So they are number one in the East and currently the second seed. And the Lions are now the third seed, or have been the third seed, I believe, but have clinched their spot now in the playoffs. They are 10-4. and four. They are first in the North. Um, and they have officially won the NFC North and clinched their playoff spot after their win last week. So, congratulations, Lions!
0: And it's the first time they've ever won the NFC North.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So it's it's yeah, they're doing really well, and happy to see them see them there. But we'll see how they do for the rest of the season and into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, real quickly, I'll touch on this. I, we're a very pro lions podcast. I think that's no, we're no strangers to that. Um, But shout out to like lions and their fans. Like you've, you've had a whole generation of sucking and been (laughs) like the joke of the NFL. And now they're like a legitimate playoff team. Like that is really awesome. So yeah, those, I know that they, those true lion fans exist and y'all deserve it. You guys are getting a playoff game. That's cool.
1: Yeah, we definitely have been pro-Lions and I normally would be except for this week because they're playing the Cowboys. But otherwise, yes, happy oh, yeah. for them. <laughs> we'll get there. Actually, I know a Lions fan and they are—they invited us to go watch the game with them this weekend. We'll see if we do. Yeah, I know that they are diehard fans. So congratulations to them. It's very exciting. Currently in the fourth seed are the Buccaneers who are eight and seven. Still fighting for their spot, uh, but they are first in the South at the moment. Now in the fifth seed are the Cowboys, who had, had already clinched their playoff spot, are 10-4, and four, um, dealing with some loss, back-to-back losses, which are not looking, aren't positive, but we'll see. We'll see how they do this week against the Lions. They're now uh, number two in the East. Yeah, we just always have to it the hard way, I guess. As you mentioned, the Rams are now sixth seed. They are eight and seven. They are second in the West. They replaced the Vikings after the Vikings lost to the Lions um, and the Rams beat the Saints. And then in the seventh seed are the Seahawks, who are eight and seven. They are third in the West and they have moved up into a playoff, a potential playoff spot um, after their win over the Titans and because the Vikings lost to the Lions. So there has been a little bit of a shakeup in the NFC as well.
0: Yeah, it's starting to shape up. Um, I can't imagine there'd be too much change going forward, but obviously, you know, you never tell. This past weekend definitely shows that. I think there's a ton of upsets. I know you're disappointed that your Cowboys fell out of the number one spot there in the East, but hear me out real quick. I think they benefit in being the fifth seed. That's that's where you. I think you want to be.
1: I'm not sure I've been looking at the brackets and like trying to figure out what would happen and how it would work out. Uh, there's definitely ways in which it would be beneficial, but it just you never know.
0: Because ultimately the fifth seed is going to play the fourth seed, no matter what the fourth seed is going to be a team in the NFC South. So you're, you're going to face the Bucks in Tampa or maybe the Saints in New Orleans, or maybe the Falcons in Atlanta. I think you're cool with any of those matchups.
1: I know. It's just that second, the second round that always gets us, unfortunately.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that's the tough part because that would be an away game. But at least you get an easier first round of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, the way it looks right now, the Eagles would play the Seahawks, and the last time they played, and they played against Drew Locke, they lost. So there is, like, some hope there that they can knock them out which means the 49ers would probably play the Seahawks I think after their buy uh regardless because they if, since they're currently the seventh seed but yeah we'll see we'll have to like look at this more um once we're you know once we have a better idea of like who's gonna be playing who but it's not terrible for sure the the worst thing is just the Cowboys are just are not playing as well on the road and that's the concern heading into the playoffs for them. But whatever. There's still some other teams still trying to get into the playoff picture in the NFC. So teams that are still in the hunt are the Vikings, an uh, eighth seed, who are seven and eight and are second in the north. Packers are also seven and eight, and third in the north. Saints are seven and eight, third in the south. Falcons, seven and eight. Second in the South, another weird mix up there again. And then the Bears, who are six and nine, which are somehow mathematically still have a chance and are fourth in the North.
0: So gross. Yeah. <laughs> All those teams have losing records and they're in the hut.
1: Yeah, you know, it's crazy. So we'll see what happens uh, in order to make it to the playoffs. They would definitely have to have a winning record at some point, I think so. You would think. Um, I think so. I th- at the very least, they would have to end up nine and eight to make it.
0: I think an eight and nine team could make the playoffs.
1: We'll see. Let's hope not, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time for week seventeen matchups.
0: Oh, looks like uh, this thing's beeping again every. And
1: as always, every time.
0: Is this thing even connected to anything?
1: I don't. Does it have a wire?
0: I I mean, I'm not charging it.
1: Somebody has its number and it's not us.
0: All right, let's take a listen.
2: Johnny Tide Shorts, Krispy Kreme. How you guys doing? Hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Luckily, I hit the uh, Patriots money line bet. So my kids were able to get Christmas presents this year. Not like last year. But let's not talk about that. Damn, Eagles lost to the Cowboys last year. I don't want to think about it. Anyway, uh, so I got some more picks this week. These ones are guaranteed, so uh, get ready for a happy new year. Uh, First up, I got my money line lock. I got the Rams on the road against the Giants. Minus 245 Rams. uh, Should beat them easy. Just run all over them. Uh, I got an against the line lock. Seahawks minus three at home against the Steelers. Seahawks are hot at home. Uh, I got the Tuddy's Undies special. Uh, Tuddy came up big last week, went three for five. That guy's the man. Uh, the man who gets beat up by his wife. I got the Rams playing the Giants in New Jersey. It's going to be pretty cold in New Jersey, so I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored. And that's going to be under 43 and a half points. I got a three-team, seven-point teaser for the Chi-Chi's, Uh plus 120, so that'll get you 120 bucks for your 100. Uh, Eagles, minus three and a half at home against the Cards. Bills, minus six at home against the Pats. Chiefs, all they got to do is win, not like last week against my Raiders. Uh, at home against the Bengals. And finally, the jonky Donkey, Jonkey Donkey? That could be a new name for you, Johnny, Johnny donkey prop bed of the week. Uh, the Broncos over two and a half touchdowns in a game against the Chargers that's right over, I don't know who their quarterback's going to be, but he's going to have a good day. So, um, yeah, that's it. Johnny tight shorts, Krispy Kreme. Good talking to you. I'll see you next year.
0: So how are you feeling about uh Krispy Kreme?
1: I don't love it. <laughs>
0: Uh, he said it twice. He's kind of selling it.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I think he has settled on it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. Last week we we misspoke. Yeah, R- Ruben apparently was not our caller last week. It was Teddy. Uh Went three for five last week. I mean, that's three good ones. I guess. Congratulations. Uh Hopefully, Ruben does a little bit better this week. Uh I kind of like I like a, a bunch of those. So we'll see. We'll see if I put any money on them.
1: I'm surprised he. Didn't mention the Cowboys, so I don't feel guilty about rooting against any of his butts.
0: Well, he he was scarred from last Christmas, I guess, when the Eagles lost to the Cowboys. So makes sense. And uh, he said he doesn't know who the quarterback is for the Broncos. That's I I think that's a lie because uh, Jared Stidham was a Las Vegas Raider last year, and uh, I think won a few games at the end of the season for them. So he knows what he's talking about.
1: He just doesn't want to acknowledge.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Rube, for those. Uh, well, good luck. Good luck to those, those betters that we have. Uh, maybe you find three out of the eight there and uh, win some money.
1: I wish I could, but again, I don't understand what half of those numbers mean.
0: All right. Well, let's, let's go. Let's go to some numbers you do know. So, uh, update on our weekly picks. I know we were tied going into last week. Got really exciting. Forty-six to twenty-six. How did we do last week?
1: Well. We're still tied.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I knew I couldn't remember which how, which way I went on the Commanders game. Uh, I knew I got the Dolphins one. but What was our record? Uh,
1: yeah. So the Jets did beat the Commanders and the Dolphins did beat the uh, Cowboys, which meant that we basically split down the middle and we both ended up with nine and seven.
0: Nine and seven with a bunch of upsets. That's a pretty solid week um to be fair the commanders had a pretty good lead in that game and then just threw it away so almost got both of those
1: yeah i was nervous i wasn't sure if i was gonna get that jets one but i did yeah, and then was- i was really excited for the dolphins cowboys and then i was like oh all right we're just gonna split this
0: <laughs> yeah i legitimately forgot which way i picked and i was gonna ask you but i decided to keep this reaction honest but that makes us 55 and 33 on the season. That's not too bad.
1: At least we have a winning record.
0: We, I mean, we do have a winning record. It's not an amazing winning record, but we do have a winning record.
1: Well, considering we weren't checking from the very beginning, like it could have been a lot better.
0: It, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but we've won every, <laughs> we have both. Oh, you, you had one bad week. We, I had one bad one. We, we've and then
1: lost. you must have had a one bad one because then I caught up somehow.
0: No, I the only losing week I had was seven and eight uh but you just you edged me out. you had really good weeks to overcome your really bad week. get a ten and six a ten and three and an eleven and four. so cool. <laughs> All right. Let's try it again. let's maybe we'll split some more this week.
1: All right. well, as we mentioned, we are recording on a Thursday night, which means Thursday night football already happened. Congratulations to the Browns and Joe Flacco, who is playing like a sprightly young man.
0: And I failed to mention Joe Flacco, who is at least one hundred and fifty thousand dollars richer because since our last recording, he's won two football games.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Seventy five grand apiece.
1: Well, he has some major incentive behind uh, him at the moment. So. He said,
0: okay, actually, sorry. One last thing I'll mention on that. (laughs) This is a great moment from our podcast last week. I hope, I don't know if anyone noticed this, either way, I'm calling it out. Um, When we were picking the Browns game, we said, um, who are their receivers? And we said, the only one we can think of is Amari Cooper. And apparently Joe Flacco agreed because that's the only person he was throwing to. Nice. Yeah, he was like, I don't know who the, the Browns have. And Joe Flacco's like, me neither. I'm just going to throw it to Joe. I'm just going <laughs> to throw Cooper. And Amari Cooper had a franchise record that day in catches. And yeah, had what, three touchdowns, I think. Wild.
1: Well, good for us. Also, well, now I do know another receiver in the Browns. However, now he's out with the concussion. But it was Elish Moore
0: yeah well this tonight he didn't have Amari Cooper because he was out and Joe Flacco still managed to win and even and even down Elijah Moore too so Joe Flacco's doing some crazy stuff.
1: yeah, it's wild. um the only thing I will comment on, even though Joe Flacco and the offense are playing really really well uh it seems like the defense maybe got a little tired uh because the Jets ended up scoring you know throughout the rest of the game and while they didn't get too close, Uh, They did catch up a little bit. It could have been a lot closer if uh, Flacco didn't. I think they got another touchdown. Maybe they got a field goal. But um, yeah, so I think that's something the Browns need to watch out for. Uh, But speaking of the Jets, I had to comment on this because, of course, um, obviously the Jets, we now know, have been eliminated. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did not play last week. However, Skip Bayless has been commenting on Aaron Rodgers and called him the master media manipulator, that he only played four snaps, but was the most talked about player all season. And we had an Aaron's Roger watch 2023. I feel used. I was manipulated. I let myself be manipulated by him.
0: You fell in the trap. I mean, we, we both did. did. He, he, we did. gone several episodes uh, in the preseason, injury, a little bit after, so... We're part of the problem.
1: I hate myself a little bit. But I do wonder, I mean, Skip Bayless is calling him the most talked about, basically, non-player all season. I wonder if his numbers rival Taylor Swift and how much she was talked about this season. Uh, Because she is another person that did not take the field at all. I guess you don't have to actually play football to be popular in the NFL.
0: Well, uh, it'd be hard to quantify that. The only thing that I could potentially put up there is all those ticket sales that happened at the chiefs after the Taylor thing, the viewership numbers that the chiefs had at, after Taylor gate or Taylor watch. Um, so in terms of that stuff, I would say that that was bigger than Aaron Rogers um, though. I'm sure he had tons of Jersey sales, you know, afterwards and I'm sure jets season tickets sales or whatever as well. But um, there was a definitely a huge Taylor bump. That we kind of didn't. That I don't think Aaron Rodgers really equated to, but he. But to Skip's point, I guess it's you know how much media time did he get? That has to be pretty similar.
1: Yeah, my point being that there's hope for us to become just as popular. We don't even have to be on the, on the field to do it.
0: We got a game plan that.
1: <laughs> well, anyways, neither one of us get a pick for that game.
0: Nope. You uh, so, so we're earlier. I heard it. Play back the
1: tape. Well, if you're getting a point, then I'm getting a point.
0: Fine. No points.
1: All right. No points. So the next one that we can get a point on is for Saturday night football. Uh, There won't be football all day, but there will be football Saturday evening. And it should be a a pretty good one. It's a pretty big one. We were just talking about it. Lions are 11-4, and and they'll be playing the Cowboys, who are 10-5. and This is a home game. For the Cowboys, so the expectation is that they will win, which really just means the Cowboys suck on the road, which is not a good thing to say. (laughs) By the way, the Lions obviously won last week. Dallas lost last week. Who picks? We tied. Who picks first?
0: About that, I think we should alternate our picks.
1: Okay, that's fair. Well, there's no secret about what my pick would be here. I'm going Cowboys.
0: Uh, This is an interesting one. Um... To your point, Cowboys are at home. They just lost, so they're gonna want to win. The Lions just clinched, so they're kind of riding high. I was trying to see, you know, what does a win mean to them? What does a loss mean to them? And they're kind of in a you know, for more or less they're in a good spot because the Eagles are facing the Cardinals this week, so I think the Eagles are gonna win. Um, spoiler for that pick, uh <laughs> so, I don't think the Lions are going to get enough to top the Eagles. So, I think they'll stay in third place. And then they have the NFC South below them. So, they're not going to get beat by the NFC South. I mean, they'd have to lose both and the Bucs have to win out. Um, so, I think the Lions are going to get stuck in the third spot. So, despite my Dan Campbell slash Lions love, I will agree with you and I will go Cowboys.
1: Yay. But no.
0: <laughs> I mean, I want the Lions to win. But I think. The-
1: well, I don't. And now I really don't like that. Well, that's it for Saturday. So moving into Sunday, which is super duper packed in the morning. Uh, first option are the Titans, who are 5-10, and 10, heading to Houston to face the Texans, who are 8-7. and seven. As we mentioned, CJ Stroud should be back. Last week, the Titans did lose, and so did Houston, which means this is a big deal for the Texans, who still have a shot to be in the playoffs, so with CJ Stroud back, I am going to give it to him that he can be as great as he was and take the Texans.
0: Well, so much for alternating, but that's fine. I will take the Texans as well.
1: You picked the Cardinals already. (laughs)
0: Okay, well I'll go next. Here we go. Saints are the next game we have. Saints are seven and eight. They're going to Tampa Bay to face the Bucks, for are eight and seven. Uh the Saints are one of those teams that we mentioned are still in the hunt. The Bucks are trying to hold uh the rest of the division off so they can win the division. Uh I will go the Baker Mayfield led Buccaneers. Give me the Bucks.
1: Um, yeah, I uh I think I second that the bucks are still trying to stay in the playoffs uh the saints are too but i don't think that they're gonna be able to do it so yeah going Bucks. next matchup are the arizona cardinals who are 3 and 12 headed to philadelphia to face the eagles who are now 11 and 4 but i mean i don't know honestly they almost lost the giants and to tyrod taylor i don't know i mean we lost to the well the cowboys lost to air to the Lost to the Cardinals. So I think that this game could be a lot closer than it probably seems just based on the Cardinals record. And like we mentioned before, the strength of schedule for the Cardinals against the Eagles is pretty good for them. Yeah, I'm going to go Cardinals.
0: Oh, she's doing it. Um, Yeah, to your point, the Cardinals did beat the Cowboys. However... That was the pastor, not Josh Dobbs. Um, he is no longer in Arizona. He's no longer playing football. Um, so the Cardinals are traveling several time zones over there to Philadelphia. Um, I give it to the Eagles.
1: I know that's the logical pick, but I really want them to lose.
0: <laughs> All right, and
1: they have they have lost to worse matchups so far already. So I think they're slightly imploding. Well, Obviously they can still win, but they lose to the Cardinals.
0: Not... I will agree that they are imploding, but I don't see it happening. All right. Up next we have the Forty ers who are eleven and four. They're pretty good at football. Uh, they're going to Washington to face the commanders who are four and eleven. Um, the Niners did just get I don't want to say embarrassed, but um it was embarrassing. To, uh to the Ravens this past week. Um Washington is in shambles as well. I'll save us all the time and I will go Niners.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not worth the time. Say it. Obviously, 49ers as well. Yep. All right. Next matchup in the morning are the Los Angeles Rams, who are eight and seven, headed to New York to face the Giants, who are five and ten. Um, as we mentioned the Rams are on a hot streak right now. They they just beat the Saints last week and the Giants are the Giants and they lost. It sounds like Ruben has a bet for the Rams.
0: Uh no, okay, so to clarify, let's do a little uh, betting uh terminology here. So he's betting the under on this. So in this matchup, the Vegas thinks that the teams are going to score somewhere around 43 and a half points. And so you either bet the over if they're going to score more than that combined, or if they're going to score less than that combined. So he's saying, due to the weather, he believes that this game is going to go under 43 and a half points combined. So it's not a bet uh, for the Rams or the Giants. It's just on the total score of both teams.
1: Got it. I learned something new. Sort of. We'll see if I retain any of that information. Sure I'm um, <laughs> going to take the Rams.
0: The Giants are a mess as well. They just benched uh, the greatness, who is Tommy DeVito. So, yeah, give me the Rams.
1: Too many pizza parties for Tommy.
0: Sad times. Cost me a playoff win. We'll get there. <laughs>
1: Uh-oh. Uh oh. Next game are the Miami Dolphins, who are 11 and 4, facing the Ravens, who are 12 and 3. This is another, well, is what we said about Monday. Monday was supposed to be a super exciting matchup against the Ravens and the 49ers. It was not quite that. Um, But this is a fight for the AFC. So this could be really, really good. Uh, Dolphins.
0: This is my pick. This is my pick right now, by the way. Okay, fine. This is setting it up. This is the game of the week right here. Yes, we said that last week. It wasn't the matchup we were necessarily expecting. It wasn't terrible um but you know it it's shot it's shown some light on some teams and so for that i think it's valuable so this i'm calling this from the game of the week we have the 11 and 4 dolphins traveling at baltimore to face the current afc number one seed the ravens who are 12 and 3 i don't know why i interrupted you because i don't know who i'm picking uh no that's not true again we are pro lions i am well, I can say me as well as probably you as well. We're pretty pro-Dolphin as well. Um, I am going Dolphins on this one.
1: I see. Yeah, this one's a rough one. I mean, I hopefully this is a much more exciting matchup than the Monday night game was for the Ravens and the 49ers. I think the Ravens are just looking crazy out there. Dolphins might be a little banged up going into this next week against them. It's obviously a huge game for them, but I think I'm going to still stick to the Ravens here.
0: Yeah, they can definitely do it. They're at home as well. So as we've said before, I think we all just want a good game. Uh, it's the Fantasy Championships. Let's get a ton of points. Let's see how it goes.
1: Another morning option are the Las Vegas Raiders, who are 7-8, and eight, going to Indianapolis to face the Colts, who are 8-7. and seven. Last week, the Raiders beat the Chiefs, and last week, the Colts lost. So, this is uh, an interesting matchup. Big deal for the playoffs, I think, for both teams. We have Aiden O'Connell facing Gardner Minshew. Colts are at home. Because I want the Texans to be in the playoffs, I'm going to go Raiders.
0: Ooh, interesting, interesting. I like the logic on there. Uh, The Colts are the seventh seed currently, as we mentioned, so they're just kind of hanging on by the chinny-chin-chin. (laughs) <laughs> um, the Raiders have won some crazy, surprising games, so I think they could absolutely win. Um, however, I am going Colts. I think them being just at the edge, I think given that extra motivation, uh, and maybe expose these Raiders a little bit. The you know we didn't talk about this. The the Raiders did beat the Chiefs, uh, but Aiden O'Connell, did you see this? He didn't throw a single completion after the first quarter.
1: Can I change my pick?
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he went the Raiders went three quarters without completing a pass and won that game
1: that's crazy their defense was playing really really well
0: sure yeah obviously it's a big part of it but um, the Aiden O'Connell is not the reason they're winning games
1: okay but they've played other games like he can do it it's just I mean at that point it was probably like why bother
0: next game we have is the Patriots who are 4-11 and 11, uh, traveling up to Buffalo to face the 9-6 and six Bills Chargers made the bill game the bills game a little bit exciting potentially the patriots can do the same uh however this is a divisional matchup um the bills just got into the playoffs like we talked about so again they're also fighting to stay in uh i don't think bill belichick not the bills but bill belichick does it this time again so i am going bills
1: yeah i'm doing the same it's close in the afc so uh, they cannot afford to lose any games, so I'm going to go Bills. Another morning option, the Atlanta Falcons, who are 7-8, and eight, heading to Chicago to face the Bears, who are 6-9. and nine. Shockingly, both of these teams won last week. I don't know how, but they did. Although, Arthur Smith got fined. Did you see that?
0: No, actually. Tell me all about that.
1: He's getting fined for that one week where like the injury report didn't make any sense and they weren't like being very forthcoming with like who was hurt or what was going on.
0: Was it the Bijan one?
1: I don't I'm assuming it was the Bijan. It was something like in week 7 or something.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So the NFL is finding him. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping fantasy players across the world were for fan- finding him.
1: No. This is more official.
0: <laughs> yeah. We we can put a what what is that called? Like a Petition. Yeah, what's that website? Change. Change.org. Petition. Oh. <laughs> Have Arthur Smith apologise to fantasy owners or something.
1: Oh. I doubt it. <laughs> It'd be exciting, but I doubt it. Um, but with that being said, I don't know how the Bears won last week. Ugh, I don't know how the Falcons won either. Uh this one's hard. I am gonna go Falcons.
0: Oh, you're Arthur Smith, m- hey? Eh?
1: Mostly <laughs> mostly because I don't I, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to expect from either one of these teams. So I'm just gonna choose Falcons. Why not?
0: Uh I think uh, Justin Fields is a big part of their win last week. I mean they played the Cardinals, uh obviously not the hardest matchup in the world. Uh Justin Fields threw 170 yards, but he ran for 97 yards. Uh, Khalil Herbert also had a pretty great game. Uh, Justin Fields is playing pr- relatively well, so I will go Bears.
1: Look at us splitting so many, so many matches this week.
0: A little more exciting this week, huh? All right, and the last matchup yeah. we have here on the Sunday morning slate is going to be the Panthers, who are two and thirteen, going to the Jacksonville to face the eight and seven Jaguars. Um uh, we mentioned that Trevor Lawrence right now his status is in question. Um just don't see them losing this one. So I'll save us the discussion and I'm going Jags.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna do the same. I was worried talking about it when we were talking about the injuries, but they're playing the Panthers. I think they can pull this one off with or without T
2: Law.
1: Hopefully. <laughs> we may have just cursed them. We? me
0: there we
1: go moving on to the afternoon can you believe all those games are in the morning first option are the pittsburgh steelers who are eight and seven somehow maintaining that winning record mike tomlin magic facing the seahawks who are eight and seven they both won last week this is rough because i kind of want the seahawks to stay (laughs) in the playoffs but I feel like I can't bet against Mike Tomlin in a winning record. Poof! I am going to go... Oh, man. I might regret this. I'm going to go Seahawks.
0: Hey, I really thought you were going Steelers. Oh, man. Because I'm going to go Seahawks as well. They're at home. They're playing relatively well, whether it's Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Ruben also chose the Seahawks as his against-the-line lock. Um. So look at us. The three of us are simpatico. We're all going Seahawks.
1: Ooh, that's exciting. To, I'm gonna add a plus Ruben here.
0: <laughs> Next up, we have the Bengals, who are eight and seven, go into Arrowhead to face the Chiefs, who are nine and six. Yes, the Chiefs just lost embarrassingly to the Raiders. We got uh, ta- er, we have Travis Kelsey throwing tantrums and his. Helmet like fifteen yards <laughs> away. Um, Mahomes crying a little bit there on the sidelines. They're going like, a oh
1: my god, he was crying.
0: Gif almost. He wasn't bawling, but he was. Yeah, he was. There amazing. were tears. <laughs> yeah, the, the Chiefs are a mess. The Bengals are not that kind of a mess, but obviously they're Joe Burless, potentially Jamar Chaseless. You know, the the Chiefs still have Andy Reid. The Chiefs are at home even though they just lost at home to the Raiders. But yeah, I don't think they lose twice in Kansas City, so I'm going Chiefs.
1: I think I'm going to have to side with Jamar Chase that there's not not much going on in Kansas City. I'm going to go Bengals.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: The last option in the afternoon are the LA Chargers who are 5 and 10 and a hot mess heading to Denver. Face your Broncos, who are seven and eight. Bye bye, Russell Wilson. I'd I'd like to say it's been great, but I guess not. Yeah, but I'm still gonna get like I'm gonna side with Ruben again, and I'm sure you will too. So we'll have another one here. I'm gonna go Broncos.
0: Well, you you couldn't have set this up any nicer. We have Easton Stick against Jared Stidham, the matchup that we all were excited for since the preseason. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, this is this is rough. I've said this before. I don't, don't want to turn this, turn this into a Broncos podcast, so I will refrain from saying all the things. But this Russell Wilson thing is super confusing to me. Um, so there's obviously financial things, but there's a lot of financial bad by this decision. But anyway, I will fast forward. Yeah, it's it's tough. I, we we saw Easton Stick last week. You know, have a decent game there against the Bills. And so tough to see what the Bronco locker room is going to be like after this. Apparently, they're saying that the the news of the Russell Wilson benching was a surprise to most of them. We've seen, you know, some of these teams like the Raiders, you know, kind of do well after benching their starters slash firing the coach. Um, In this case, the Broncos are just obviously benching their starter. I guess I have to go Broncos as well, but I I don't love it. (laughs) At least they're getting Denver, so that's you know they'll have. Ugh, but the fans are confused as I am, so I, I don't even know if that's a home field advantage. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go Broncos. We'll see how it goes.
1: I do know like some information about this just from another Broncos fan who was explaining to me this whole financial implications. Um, it sounds like Russell Wilson may have already known that this was headed his way. Um, I think the primary concern that Denver is looking at is if... Russell Wilson is hurt at the start of next season. They lose out on more money than they would be by benching him now. So it sounds like they're benching him to make sure that he's healthy for next season. Um, But essentially saying that he's done and open to anybody else at this point. So, yeah, definitely confusing times in Denver. But all roads point to no more Russell Wilson for the Broncos. Quite a short-lived tenure.
0: You know, it's two years that... uh... We'll never get back. I'm sorry. It's fine.
1: And heading into Sunday night football.
0: Oh. Well, I guess this one's yours. Me. All right. Sunday night football, which is this is fun because uh obviously we're talking New Year's Eve. <laughs> this game might go like close to midnight on the East Coast, so that'd be it's going to be weird. So we have the it should be kind of a fun game. Uh, we have the Packers, who are seven and eight, going to Minnesota to face the Vikings, who are also seven and eight. Uh so big division matchups. Uh Green Bay is coming off of win. Minnesota just lost. Uh, I think I think Nick Mullins is starting for the Vikings right now. Yeah, I don't even know who to really pick in this one. But let's give it to the home team. I'm going Vikings.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Packers are really banked up. As we mentioned earlier, they are lacking quite a few receivers out in the field. Um, Jaden Reed might be back, but it doesn't look like Christian Watson will be. Um, And then there are other rookies dealing with the chest injury. So it is looking like a rough road for Green Bay, um, but they are fighting still for a spot in the playoffs. Well, they pulled it off last week when they played the Panthers, which was... A crazy close game because it was 33 to 30 so actually i don't know but then the vikings lost to the lions yeah it was rough uh i don't really know who to pick i know you're going vikings a part of me wants to go vikings but i think a lot of people are pretty high on the packers and their ability and jordan love going forward to the point where Aaron Rodgers is not happy. And hey, if it's going to make Aaron Rodgers not happy, it's going to make me happy. So I'm going to go Packers.
0: All right, tennis splits this week. Yeah,
1: down to the bitter end. Yeah, so as I mentioned, Sunday morning is crazily packed with games, uh, which means that there are no games on New Year's Day, which I hope is not a bad omen for 2024, because we'll be starting off 2024 with no Monday Night Football.
0: Yeah, that's true. But uh, to be fair, New Year's Day, traditionally, and pretty much always is a college football day. So we'll take a break, the NFL, and we'll give it to I think it's the college semifinals. I don't know. I don't I don't follow college football that much. So Uh, But I know they're playing bowl games, so that's fun.
1: Yeah, there's the Rose Bowl game, which is the only one I know. So if you're local to Pasadena, stay home.
0: (laughs) And enjoy the Rose Bowl from your couch.
1: Exactly. Well, now it's time for everyone's favorite segment commission crispy corner and i feel like there's a there's a trend for this past week and headed into this next week which is very much a david versus chris situation in both final dynasty and the fumble games less so now in the final dynasty david did beat chris they had a matchup to head into the playoff championships uh it seemed like chris was going to take it honestly and david did end up winning which i'm super happy about Because David beat Chris, who is a prior winner in Final Dynasty, and Lou beat you, who is a prior winner in Final Dynasty. So we have no repeat winners this year because it'll be Lou versus David for the championship, which is also really funny since they're both the most recently added players to the league. But I love it. No repeat winners. No new friends. Thank you very much.
0: So... Lou has called this the crispy blessing. It's the opposite of the crispy curse. Um, So you, you said, you know, very adamantly last week, and you've said it several times, but definitely last week was no repeat winners. And so, yep, that happened. That knocked myself and Chris out there in the semis. But there's a second one that you did that too as well. And that was for the fumble games because there was the... Our first ever champion, uh, Paul, there was one of the final three teams in the playoffs, and he got eliminated as well. So you actually, again, according to Lou Crispy, blessed three matchups and eliminated three former champions. How do you feel? love it.
1: I love it. I'm very proud of myself. Thank you. I'd like to thank our podcast listeners. I couldn't have done this without you. Lou, you're welcome. Uh, I hope David wins. And uh, there you go.
0: Dang, okay. Um, So we'll talk about this really quickly. No, maybe not really quickly. Let's talk about this for a little bit. Um, So let's get into Final Dynasty a little bit. So like you mentioned, um, Lou beat me. Um, That's putting it generously. He destroyed me. (laughs) Uh, He scored 171 points to my 99.4 points. So I did not break 100 on this one. Some notable mentions here in this game were uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, scoring 16 points. Surprisingly, I thought it was going to be way worse with that performance there. You know, there was Deontay Johnson. Uh, Realistically, I should have benched him because of the Mason Rudolphs uh, starting, though the Steelers Put up 30-whatever points, but uh, apparently none of that was to Deontay Johnson because he got me three points. One of my favorites all season, Sam Laporta, scored 4.8 points. So that wasn't going to cut it. Uh, Devon A. Chan, uh, another one of my favorites, scored four points. Uh, we mentioned DeAndre Hopkins earlier, who scored two points before his injury. Um, So, yeah, definitely a week where my players just did not perform. Had a couple, you know, pretty decent performances there on the bench, but nothing that was going to match up to lose 171 points. Um, just man, he has five players who scored over 20 points. Like that is crazy. Um, so yeah, Lou definitely has a really, really great team. Um, just one of those. I mean, you mentioned it before. Um, the first round of the playoffs, I had a buy, but I scored the most points out of everyone. So I was feeling a little bit good. And then nope, got totally demolished there in round two. Um, so that was that. Um, the more exciting matchup was Chris and David. Um, doesn't look too exciting at the end because David won by fourteen points. Uh, but to your point, it was pretty close kind of throughout, and then uh, David just uh, kind of sneaked that win. Now and then, um, now is in the championship. So we actually have Lou, who is a four seed, going against David, who is the six seed. So pretty, pretty impressive for those two to um, now be in the championships. Um, also just comment really quickly that remember that, like you mentioned, David is our newest team member. Uh, he took over Fred's team who, you know, was definitely one of the worst teams last year. And so pretty impressive turnaround that David was able to do with this team and this roster. I wanted to mention, uh, the trade that Lou and David did. Uh, that was one of our off season trades that we allowed this year. Um, I I honestly thought it was going to have a bigger effect, but it looks like it wasn't too bad. But uh, it was August 17th when this trade happened. I went to go do some research uh, from Lou. David received Jameson Williams, who I believe is no longer on his roster. Uh, Brian Robinson, uh, who did have a few pretty good weeks. He was the top running back, I think, maybe two times. So that was definitely a big benefit for him uh, though. This past couple of weeks, Brian Robinson hasn't done too much. And then he got an 11th round pick from Lou where he picked up Jamal Williams, who I believe is also no longer in his roster. So ultimately Brian Robinson's kind of the big get from that trade. And then um, David traded away his eighth round pick. And that's where Lou uh, picked up Khalil Herbert. Uh, yeah. Khalil Herbert no longer on his roster. So, The trade didn't have as much implication as I initially thought it was going to have. But yeah, I mean, that's even more of a testament to David and and all the things that he did to kind of turn that team around. Um, It's pretty crazy because, okay, I'm going to ask you a pop quiz. See if you get this answer right. We know that Arthur was our champion last year. Do you remember who he faced last year in the championship?
1: Wasn't me. I know it wasn't Lynn. Was it Lou? It was not. Was it Chris?
0: Was not
1: who did Arthur? Okay, it's been Lin, me, Lou, Arthur. I'm missing two people. Chris, who was the sixth? Arthur was the sixth seed, going in. It's whoever I'm missing.
0: The team that you're missing. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I'm so surprised. Is Castro?
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Castro was the second place team last year. And now he's the last place team. So it's just crazy like how these flips happen, right? Like Arthur didn't make the playoffs this year. I mean, obviously a ton of trades are the reason why he got, you know, he did win last year. Um, but obviously he kind of faces that repercussion this year. That's why he didn't make the playoffs. So his team is like surprisingly hot now. And then Castro, our second place team, uh, is our last place team this year. So, yeah, it's just crazy how our league, especially with the keepers and everything, like how that's all flipping.
1: I mean I won the regular season, so I was first seed heading into the playoffs. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah the Chris. I'm gonna call it the Crispy Bikers, also having scored more than everyone in my bye week and then lost the next week. So yeah, that is is crazy to see how things like have shifted and, and flipped around for a lot of us in Final Dynasty. Um I definitely know why my season did not go too hot this year and I kind of already knew it going into it so that's okay I think I will hopefully have a better shot next season to finally get my first win
0: yeah I'm feeling pretty good about next season as well I think I I made some moves to for some longevity and so my team obviously I mean being in the first seed was great but I knew that I didn't have the best roster Uh, but I think I might have a pretty decent one going forward so exciting exciting for that um, so the last thing here that I'll mention in Final Dynasty, uh, it is Thursday, and so Thursday night game is finished. Like we've mentioned, looking at the projections as of right now, uh, Lou has already scored nine point nine points, and he's projected to get one hundred and thirty three point five five. David has scored twenty seven point six points, uh, and he's projected to have one hundred and thirty three point three two. So the projections are within point two three as of right now.
1: That's wild. So That's it's definitely
0: cool tight one you know so we'll see how these projections hold obviously but um so far with some players already played it's looking like a super tight championship
1: well that's exciting good luck to both of you uh
0: switching gears here to uh the fumble games like you mentioned uh david is currently in a position to win both of our leagues something that is unprecedented it's (laughs) never happened obviously so Either he's gonna, either uh, I don't know. There's a couple of different options that happen, right? Or uh, Chris is going to be the winner on that one. Again, it is Thursday night. Some players have played already. Let's look at another tight one uh, right now. Chris has not had any players play, but he's projected 149.03 points. So just shy of 150. Uh, David does already have 42.6 points and he is projected 157.26. So. 0.7 separate these guys in the fumble games. So it's going to be a, an exciting one. Again, they, they pretty much have almost entire NFL rosters to draft from right now. So a lot of things can happen between now and then, but should be a great one.
1: Yeah, these are definitely close ones. So super cool. Glad to see that um, it at least has stayed competitive, even if my teams could not.
0: <laughs> Real quickly, because this is our podcast. I'm part of this podcast. I can talk about whatever I want, even if you guys don't care about it. Uh, I mentioned that I had two teams in first place. The other team that I had was obviously a different league. That that one, again, I was in first place. I had a game advantage over everyone else. This was a 14 team league also. So I felt great being the first seed. I definitely dominated all the year. I've only lost three games uh, going into last week. Um, pretty good about it but like i mentioned already i did lose last week mm-hmm. you know sometimes people ask you know would you rather lose a close one or would you rather lose like a blowout and so i kind of got be- i kind of got both so maybe i can answer that question so <laughs> definitely got blown out in the in final dynasty by lou in this other league i mean it, i was it wasn't super close um but the team who beat me got 107.2 points And I got 91.1 points. So it was, you know, 16.1 points. But there was definitely moves in this league where I could have won. So really quick, just looking at this. This is the league where I had CJ Stroud in. He was my starting quarterback. So when he was out last week, I knew I had to make some decisions. And I felt really good, pretty good still because the rest of my roster was good. Um, So I thought I can make up for, you know, relatively bad quarterback play. But I decided to start Tommy DeVito. Oh. Who had... 2.7 2.7 points. Yikes. So, that was going to be tough to battle through. Uh, I had Jamar Git, um Jameer Gibbs who had 24 points, so that was fine. This was one where I had Achan, 4.1 points, not it. <laughs> uh Tyreek Hill definitely carried me into the championships, 18.9 points, not too bad. And uh the worst the last little worst spot here in my lineup was I had Brandon McManus who scored negative 1 points. Oof. Uh so he missed a field goal, so that sucked on my bench i had pukunakua i kind of talked about that already uh, i talked about that last week cuz that game had already happened uh, he had 33 points there on my bench so moving him around i could be in the fantasy playoffs right now with CJ stroud but that's not the case so did the answer to get blown out or lose a close matchup i think i'd rather get blown out
1: i think so too i think that's the right answer sorry
0: tough <laughs> <laughs> it was a tough week i my two one seeds lose and the Broncos got embarrassed um, in primetime television by the Patriots. So not a great football week.
1: Well, I feel yeah. This was me last year, so I got it.
0: At least we have a starting quarterback for the rest of the for a while. Oh wait, we don't.
1: <laughs> but you have Sean Payne.
0: Sure. Uh, I'll mention this really briefly since I am touching on other leagues. I have I'm I have one last team in a championship game.
2: Oh, this is. God
0: phillies but i have to mention it um this is actually in pj's league so i'm in pj's league that one is a much smaller league this so i'm in a 14 teamer in the other league this league is an eight teamer so oh. quite the opposite and like we've touched on pj's league a little bit here and there that one is scoring points Cooper Cup. um so only touchdowns only it's field a combo breaker for Puka because scored here um that this is the total opposite of all of my other leagues cuz this is I was the 6 seed <laughs> 6 seed out of 8 <laughs> so um luckily PJ put a setting where we all made the playoffs and so I won round 1 I won round 2 and here I here I am in the championship round um <laughs> and so we'll see how that goes poor PJ lost uh the first round of this league and he, I think he lost in Final Dynasty that week as well. So he had a double loss round one.
1: Oh, yeah, I know he was having rough times in Final Dynasty for sure. <laughs> um, but that's pretty impressive. I mean, I hesitate to do PJ's league because it seems really hard and that I would probably do pretty terribly um, since it's an only scoring point league. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. That's a not an I would think not an easy feat. So congratulations on still being in the championships.
0: Yeah. As, as the sixth seed, I am lucky to be in this championship.
1: <laughs> and winning as the sixth seed. Maybe that's the trend for this season as a whole. NFL is going to be all about the underdogs. So you might be right. It might be the Rams and the Browns in Super Bowl.
0: There we go. You heard it here first. <laughs> all right. So that's going to wrap up our week 17 pod. For those of y'all still in the Fantasy Championships, good luck. We'll be watching, most of us from the sidelines, but that'd be exciting. Uh, as always, like, comment, subscribe. Tell a friend.
1: Tell all of your friends.
0: Uh, find us on Twitter. Find us on Twitter. Find us on X gonna give it to you. At noca underscore pod.
1: And on Instagram soon, where there will be a post eventually. I don't know whether to either just save the post until we have a better logo or if I should just post it. Maybe as a Happy New Year.
0: Right now you have all the power, so it's really your decision.
1: I know. I just don't know what to do with it. Too much power. I can't handle it.
0: You didn't even send me that picture, so I don't even have it.
1: So I control its destiny.
0: You do. You really do.
1: (laughs) We'll talk about it.
0: All right. Well, I'm Johnny.
1: And I'm Crispy.
0: Good luck to everyone in week 17, unless you're playing one of us.
1: In which case, we hope you lose. Bye, everybody. Bye.